All right, you would have heard last week uh, Thursday, and it was simply because the time was not on our side. Uh, but tonight we get to revisit the spotlight falling on the School of Excellence um, that we look on whether the school uh, that once produced a couple of household names like Kumbulelo, Mabizela, uh, former Pirates, Tottenham, Hotspur, FC. I mean, he played for them in England. Also played for Bafana Bafana. Dane Clayton being another big name, uh, playing for Super Sports. United Pirates, Vitz, Bafana Bafana, as well as Chipper United. We had Bernard Parker, uh, who achieves FC Twente in the Netherlands. Uh, he also played for Bafana Bafana, including uh, Stephen Pinar, who played for Ajax. Played for Vitz, Everton, England, there in England. Tottenham, also in England. Bafana Bafana. And we're dealing here with an Ajax of Amsterdam. And these are the big hitters that were part of the School of Excellence. And the big question is, what on earth has happened to the school? Hopefully we'll have uh, the answers here with our guest on the... The Chairman's Chair. Thursdays on Radio 2000. Simulcast on Metro FM. With Robert Marawa. Always riveting radio. The Chairman's Chair. Thursdays on Radio 2000. Simulcast on Metro FM. With Robert Marawa. Well, Putila Rafula is here with me, Chairman of the Board of the School of Excellence. Uh, good to have you back again. Buddy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob, and uh, good evening to the listeners of 2000 and Metro. Does this exist, the school? Let's get straight into it here because we hear different stories on different days. The school has exists, yeah. has not stopped existing. I mean, you've just mentioned some names. Uh, I know there's some folklore in South Africa that the school doesn't exist, but when you look at a player like uh, Delion Mekwa, mm-hmm. he was trained at the school, Pagamani Mathambi, he was trained at the school. So the school has been producing. I think the big problem is the misunderstanding of what we do. Uh, we do football, uh, footballer development. Mm. We have come to a conclusion speaking to the coaches that what is being done at the School of Excellence ideally should have been done much earlier in the life of players. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we prepare players uh, and after some time then they are ready to go into the next stage where they are now elite. They then disappear into MDC teams, into other teams. If they are very good like Pagamani, they go directly into the PSL teams. But generally, they come up later. Mm-hmm. For example, you would have heard a story, national story, that Obrimudiba comes from NetBank something, right? Yes. And it doesn't make sense because that is a team that's picked and it plays for a few months and that's good. Yeah. That's what has happened. What we did not do as the school of excellence is we did not claim our space. And there was a reason why we decided to stay away from the media and concentrate on the work. So generally, there has been that development, but there's always, for most players, a gap between mm-hmm. leaving the School of Excellence and appearing on the radar. Now, when, when you talk about that, and I mean, I've seen it, when, when they talked about the, uh, the player being given credit from a NetBank perspective, and, and I'm glad you've dealt with it that way. Now, being able to churn out all of this material as far as football players are concerned and then getting a i don't even know if you is it a sponsorship that you've had with transnet or you call it a different name because the two have always lived side by side 
look, the history of this is SAFA and Transnet. Mm. Sometime in 1994 came to a conclusion that they need to have a process where they develop players for the national teams. And this is when Neil Tovey and the other chaps realized that, look, in order to develop players, we have to start somewhere. So right. they started at the bottom mm-hmm. uh, in regions, and eventually they started bringing them into almost provincial formations. But then they realized, what do we do with the best of these players? Mm-hmm. So they set up the national school. And we have always maintained that culture where we develop players for the national team, national mm-hmm. team material. And that required us to go out there and check for the players that we think are good. But then commercialization also hit the football scene in South Africa. And therefore, you started having all the other academies mushrooming, Mm -hmm. and they were speaking much more aggressively. I guess from the School of Excellence, there was always a comfort that we have Transnet, who has been the key partner in terms of finances since the beginning until now. So the school has always been there running in that way. One of the things that I joined the School of Excellence board when I was still a Safa NEC member in 2009, and I'm still there. But one of the things that I got there and asked as a first thing is, why are you not winning all the tournaments? And the coaches had to explain to me, to say, look, we are not in the business of winning. We are in the business of teaching these boys football and giving them the basics Mm -hmm. over the entire four years. If we win good enough and we came to a sort of agreement that one of your must wins must be the last one at your senior team with the Kmozebek teams Mm. but one of the things that the coaches have pointed out in terms of this development Rob is that with us at the school of excellence any team that we have in any age group we have it only for nine months Okay. For example, we might compete in Kmozebek with a school that retains the same team for two to three years We only have these boys for nine months. They come and they go Mm -hmm. because they come in at the age of just under 14 and they go out. If we are lucky, we might have a 19-year-old there, lucky for us, but unlucky for them, they might have failed one class or so. We might have that, but generally they have a player in any of the teams, whether it's under 14, under 15, under 17, for about nine months, which is the school period. And therefore... They focus, they don't teach the boys to win. Mm -hmm. They don't play to win when they play. Mm -hmm. They play so that these boys are well-rooted. And then we have given that responsibility for now, giving them the edge of winning Mm -hmm. elsewhere. There might be exceptional players that already are just there. Typical example, Pagamani. Uh, So these are the kind of things that we we have to go through and the coaches had to teach. And then now I had to go back and explain even to my core board members to say, listen, the business of the school is not to win, it's to develop players. We realize that by when you look at the list of players you've just mentioned, Mm -hmm. they have much longevity. But there's a thing in South Africa that we worry about when we watch some of the professional players. You worry whether he'll be able to trap the ball and control it, as opposed to what is he going to do. Mm -hmm. You hardly Mm -hmm. get that problem with the School of Excellence. The basics are pretty much sorted out, but also because they play football day in, day out. Mm -hmm. They are very much clear in terms of what to do, almost as if they have a second sense in, in terms of the ball coming. And that is what we need to have taught most of our players. What we have also seen is that it would have had been ideal. And by the way, this data exists for other nations. If what we are doing at high school level, if we are doing it 
at a much lower level. We will have a bigger pool of better technically astute players at a much younger age, mm -hmm. which will talk to longevity. Most of our players that break into national teams, they may break into a national team at 24 mm -hmm. and then they disappear after two years. I mean, we have seen this phenomenon. Yeah. Because when they peak, then they look good, but there's no, therefore there's no planning necessarily for the national team coaches. Mm -hmm. So what the School of Excellence has taught us is this is good, it will be nice if this is shifted in its entirety nationwide. And then we still have a school of excellence where we may then tweak uh, what we have in terms of the curriculum to make them even more ready mm -hmm. so that they can walk most of them into professional teams. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I've given you the, the time as well to, to stress out the importance and to give us a, a foundation basis, which you've done. And almost any parent that is either driving or at home or listening, starts to say, yo, this is a, a wonderful environment for my son who loves football to be in. But you wouldn't be able to exist just singularly on monies that come from sources that we don't know. And that is why it was critical and pivotal for that relationship that Safa had with Transnet for you as the academy to have that direct injection. Are you able to just give us a, a layout of what Transnet was doing or how much they were giving the School of Excellence over what period of time? Sure. Um, when uh, Transnet and Safa started, Transnet was always going to provide the money and they provide also the property. There's a school in Ellensfontein. Previously, it was at SLN Park. Then yes. Transnet is using it for its own major training things. Um, SAFA to provide the technical aspects, right? right? Uh, the coaching and so on. Some point down the line, in the late two, in the between 2004-2009, SAFA kind of took its eye off the ball, but then we were sent back to go and rejuvenate this. So in terms of the money, I think it started at about $6 million a year and so on and so forth. When I came, the money went up to about $15 million. It is now at $18 million uh, Annually. Yeah, annually, yeah. right? This is a no-fee school paying. Mm -hmm. The boys are all housed in the hostel. Mm -hmm. We have a staff of 32 people, six coaches, and I think 12 teachers. The rest is the support staff, the house fathers, the cleaners, and so on and mm -hmm. so forth. Mm -hmm. So Transnet has been that generous in terms of money in providing this. Uh, so SAFA provides the technical advice to a large degree. I am the only SAFA member now currently in the board. We are having a chat with the president. I said, I've been asking that the others must come in. Because I don't sit in the NEC anymore. I cannot speak immediately for the NEC. I have to go back to the president of SAFA and the NEC and the CEO and say, these are the things that we need. But we still have that contact. I still talk to them about what is needed. SAFA could come in and bring more weight in terms of the technical aspects. But Transnet has been key yeah. in terms of providing the funding, including the property, so that this school can be what it is and produce these players. It's, it's a huge injection, $18 million, um, for for an academy on an annual basis. I know of other academies that don't even get a, a fraction of that. Sure. Um, I know of individually run academies, even here in Kauten, that don't even get a fraction of that. And my biggest question why then 
if you say today in 2018 that injection is 18 million rand uh-huh. why is there that feeling that there is no money coming through or has there been a termination of agreement between yourselves and transnet and is this the last year that they will be funding the school right first and foremost I'm going to sound like a politician. We serve at the pleasure of SAFA and Transnet in this board. The right. trust is theirs, mm-hmm. right? So we know what the object of the trust is, and therefore we administer this thing. So when Transnet decides that they don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. the board, the trust did says you must exit responsibly. When SAFA decides to do this, it says you must exit responsibly, and therefore we will tell them what responsibly is. So a few years ago, uh, Mr. Siabongagama, we had a discussion. He said, listen, we would like to get out. Mm -hmm. I said, yes, I think given that we have not been exploiting any of the commercial interest out of Mm -hmm. of the players that we develop, we probably can get out and we can find partners. Mm -hmm. And he committed at the time to say, we will help you find partners. Down the line, we, we put together a plan. But it didn't happen as we wanted it to happen. Mm -hmm. There were a few mishaps. And then last year, we got a note that that said, listen, we are leaving at the end of 2019. However, we will inform you of the plan. And the detail is important because whatever it is that Transnet tell us they're going to do, we cannot just decide, okay, Transnet is going, we are going to look for more money or we are privatizing this thing. It's their thing. Mm -hmm. We we serve at their pleasure. So we needed that information in order to advise and say, how do we continue running this? Because Transnet was saying, we want to exit the school, but we want to have an academy. Mm-hmm. Right? And we said, give us the plan so that we can talk. That has not been forthcoming until November, a bit late. So Transnet, at our last meeting in November, one of the executives was there and he said, listen, there is a plan that's being mooted, but because it has not been approved at the highest level where it needs to be approved, continue as it were, we'll come back to you soon. Mm -hmm. This still hasn't happened. So in our minds at our last meeting on Thursday, Mm -hmm. we then said, what it says to us is we must continue as we were, right? We are funded until April next year. But remember, these are students that end in December and start in January. They had a closing party. What do you say to them? You can't tell them you don't have a school anymore. There are two boys that are now in the under-17 national team Mm -hmm. in camp from the school of excellence when they come back they must go to some school so we are continuing in that essence until transnet tells us otherwise but besides that just quickly on 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 the email that was uh, penned by the the gm of a of hr and transnet talking about the exit that you talk about now is the recent conversation that you had on thursday now saying ignore that email talking about the exit and we continue business as usual Look, what happened, Rob, is last year, mm-hmm. end of December, Transnet informs us we will be exiting in 2019, end of 2019, to form our own academy. But we'll provide you with further details. We asked for these details. First, we are told, no, no, everything will continue as it were. We won't close the school and so on. Much later, sometime in September, we are then told, by the way, the school will be closed. Mm. We pointed out a number of risks why we need to deal with these things quickly. Most importantly, parents have to be told and kids and find alternatives and so on. And then we had a conversation 
with the GM and his boss at the time. Mm. Uh, the GM is Mr. Mkwanazi, his boss, Mr. Mugwena at the time, where we talked through a plan that had been formulated. At the end of the conversation, the, the point was, this plan has not yet been approved. So as we are, we cannot implement this plan. Wait until we have implemented this plan. To date, we have not gotten feedback about the approval of the plan. And one mm. understands because there has been a lot of changes at Transnet. Yes. So therefore, as we are, we had a board meeting to say, where are we? The school is about to close. We still don't have an answer. We tried to get an answer. We couldn't. We still don't have an answer in terms of has the plan been approved. So we are where we were before we started talking about the plan. Mm. We think the school will continue. And part of the reasons why we think so is one, I spoke about the kids mm. and the parents and the planning. But two, there is requirements of a school when it's registered. The principals of all schools are now preparing for next year and so on and so forth. So it is responsible for us as the board to prepare and continue. And we had indeed written to the CEO of, of Transnet to say, given the lateness of giving us information, Mm. We think information should come to say exactly what is to be done if the school is closed. Let's have a stay of execution for one year so that we can all plan and prepare. Yeah. To date, I still don't have that answer. I understand Mr. Moro is quite new in the position and there are bigger things to deal with possibly than the school. But this one is more urgent. And I'm confident because we have raised it even with the president of SAFA who's escalated it. So I think there will be a favorable answer given that nobody said, listen, mm. we are going ahead. Because... It, we, we made a point to the GM of Transnet mm. that when it comes to these things, we need these things written so that the parents can understand that it's not a board decision. It's a decision of the funder. But secondly, the employees, there are systems that have to do with when you change people's employment, you have to negotiate, tell them, and they will then say to you, but didn't you know? Why didn't you tell us in time? Mm. So we pointed out these risks we still don't have an answer, but we are confident that the answer will be continue. One thing that we are adamant is but, that... But with the, with, the, with the exiting that they were talking about, that would automatically mean the dissolution of the, of the trust. So if that dissolves, then it means them as the main role player, trust included, are done. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Look, the way the trust is set up is that any donor, SAFA or Transnet, can exit. For example, a trust deed talks about there are assets. For example, we got money from the proceeds of sale for Pagamani Matlambi to it. And that's money that's sitting there, not coming from Transnet. This is the asset of the trust. The trust then has an obligation, according to the trust deed, to transfer that money to an entity that does the same thing. That right. is how the trust was set up. So it's not just a question of if Transnet goes, the trust collapses. Or if SAFA goes, the trust collapses. It's a question of what is to be done. But in the absence of information, mm -hmm. the trust is unable to plan to say, okay, now that you want to go and this is what you are going to do, we can't do this. We, 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 we think we should continue. The rider Rob, is that I say in June, when we spoke to the Transnet people that sit in our board, mm -hmm. we said, what is the plan? They said, no, no, no. The school will not be closed. We will absorb the people that are there. We will run the academy as Transnet. And we are quite confident. Except 
three months down the line when we start saying, but give us the proper plan. Yes. Then and these are the risk because even if we are doing that, we have an obligation to speak to all associated people. Mm. At that point then information changed to say, in fact the school will be closed and we will run the academy. And we said that doesn't that doesn't make sense. Doesn't help us yeah. a lot. It may make sense to them, but yeah. when we look at it as the board, it doesn't help us in terms of achieving the goals that are mm. needed. So that's when a plan was shared with us to say, look, the plan is we'll close, we'll transfer these kids to another school and so on. And we pointed out, look, those are things that must be discussed extensively, even with parents and so on. Uh, they have an expectation that must be managed. So that's where we are. We stopped there. Nothing has came yet of that plan because it didn't. we don't know that it has been approved. So we are stuck where we are. But in terms of that plan, but being stuck for us means we are continuing and we continue engaging with Transnet because this was done, the beneficiaries more than anything else are the people that go to school and that play football. What about the issue of accountability when it comes to funds, when it comes to money? Would you say there's been a stage again here where the School of Excellence itself would have been complicit, would have been maybe guilty? of wasteful expenditure uh, would have been guilty of money that would have gone either to individuals would you as a board or yourself as the chair have looked into these issues and yes was there a concern i mean there was a steve pillar rain that was there how was that and did it bring the said benefits Look, the Steve Pillar rain, just to get that out of the way, is the rain that brought you the original players, your your Steven Pinas and so on. Yeah. Right? That was 1990 something mm. until 2004 when I said we kind of took our eye off the ball. I joined and I became a chairperson about two years ago, and there was a few changes, mm. right? But we were always struggling with the financials, and we kind of picked this problem up. But we then had a change where we changed signatories and we started asking for more information. Mm. You know, you are new, you start signing and so on. Then we picked up that, hang on, there are problems here, financially. And we started asking questions from the management and we couldn't get satisfactory questions. So at this point, there is an investigation. And we had a preliminary investigation which said, look, there's nefarious dealings here in mm. terms of the money. We see that there's something wrong. So we are in that stage. And we have acknowledged this to Transnet pretty much earlier. And we even indicated to them where we think the problems are coming So from. individuals would have, would be fingered in terms of this because they were there, there were amounts of money within the school which go unaccounted for, maybe on the face of it, but you would account. And if you continue with the paper trail of those monies would be pointed at certain individuals. Indeed. Look, there were investigations that were... So what happens, Rob, is we we have a transnet unit helping us in terms of procurement. Yeah. With hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have done that. But we were saying, look, transnet is funding us. The procurement area of transnet is well and good to help us when we do procurement so that we don't do missteps. Mm -hmm. Because you almost have to deal with this money as if it is public money. The PFMA and the... Not the MFA. The PFMA applies, yeah. Yeah. right? So we then picked up that we are not getting the best service, maybe because we are, we are a little bit removed from this thing, right? Uh, 
we are not getting the service we should be getting. Mm. But also there was some laxity even in terms of our management, right? And we then instituted and before we instituted an investigation there was one a tip off about one of our guys providing support inside transnet to transnet then we pick up that there was a problem that need further investigation our accountants also last year discovered that hang on there's some missing things here in terms of the school account Mm -hmm. they do a bit of a prelim and they say listen you need to dig deeper that process has now started uh, as we speak, the, the, the current principal is under suspension mm-hmm. so that we can do these things. So there has been that, and we have acknowledged to Transnet that, look, there has been some laxity. Mm-hmm. And even if we have a stay of execution, that has to be fixed. Right. That has to be fixed because our taking eye of the ball as the board must not uh, disadvantage the kids. Hmm. All right. All issues to do with the School of Excellence, and it's an important discussion, maybe one that is long overdue, and that is why today we are entertaining it. Uh, the chairman of the board of School of Excellence, Buti Nerofolo, is here with me, and we'll take your calls. 089-110-2000 is the number to dial, because it involves you. It involves a whole lot of people, and we'll take a KGM from Midrand as soon as we come back uh, from the break. It's uh, 20 minutes uh, to the top of the hour. It's our Chairman's Chair feature right here on Radio 2000. Hashtag MSW, uh, the School of Excellence under the spotlight. KGM has called us from Midrand. Good evening. Good evening, Rob. Good evening to your guests and to the listeners. Welcome. Let's deal with two issues. One, I've been following soccer and I'm I'm involved at a certain level with soccer. I've never heard of a, a league or a team that wins. Uh, what did the chairman say? They, they, they the, don't. They don't play to win. Uh, something like that. Caps and so on. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous. Football is about winning. Fo- football is not about preparing uh, players to 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 be. I forgot the terminology. Um, no wonder we have problems at at at, at uh, Bafana Bafana and at national teams because. We don't prepare players. If, if one of the best used to be the best uh, footballing school, like School of Excellence, says, no, we don't train players to actually win. We play them just to prepare them to be football players. I've never, ever heard, Robert, of such a awkward things that, that we are doing in this country. <laughs> so you're challenging okay. the chairman on that one, yeah? I'm challenging him, and I need, I need a better explanation than that. Sure. Secondly... He, he himself says to you, he's been part of this for many years, moving around from this to that until he becomes a chairman. Now, he, he's sugarcoating, he's, he, and he, I, I give it to him. He sounds really like a politician. He said it. He said he's going to sound like a politician. Can, can he spare us the rot of the politicians? We need accountability, simple, straightforward. What is happening with the money of Transnet? If I was Transnet, I would have pulled out a long time ago. Based on what the chairman is saying, he's not accounting, he's dilettizing, he's not saying we've got issues here because money is not used where it's supposed to. It took him, I don't know how much, how long you gave him, a mm. long time mm. to concede to a little bit of maladministration or anything to do with that. Robert, let me hear what the chairman says. All right, thank you so much, Baba. I really appreciate it. Mr. Chair, there's a challenge. Hello, KGM uh, and the other listeners. Let's start with accountability. 
we discovered last year that people might be stealing money. Immediately, we asked questions and we instituted a preliminary investigation. And now there is a full-on investigation going on. And at all times, we reported. I was being shunted around because I was an, a member of the board and doing various things. But there is an element of trust that any board has on their management. You don't question everything. You don't go and do a forensic reading of the reports that they give you. You trust that they do their job. They understand their issues. Until such time that you pick something up and then you ask. Because as a board, we come in at the minimum every quarter. But when there's a need, we come in much later. I must take accountability and say, we are accountable, and I have said it, we took our eye off the ball. We should have been much harder. We should not have used uh, the Transnet uh, entity to do our procurement, because that's where the problem has emanated. Yeah. Yes. So I, 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 I take your point, KG. So they are stealing money. And when will we have a, 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 a report... I suppose the one thing that I usually have a problem with, and, and it's the same thing with, with what we're going to be doing tomorrow with the Minister of Sports, yeah. who's going to be handing over the report about SASCOG and about the Commission of Inquiry, is that you might have the preliminary investigation, and then what? What happens? Right. Rob, the, uh, Rob, there's now an investigation going on. They have indicated to us that they will be done by the end of January. So sometime in February, we'll come here and tell you we were mistaken or we are not mistaken. We think we are not mistaken because we are spending money to verify these things. But in this country, we have a lot of people that feel entitled to many things, mm. including that people think that they are entitled to take the money that is meant for other things. And, we, and that culture is <laughs> almost prevalent in many spheres of our lives, including at the School of Excellence. Mm. So that is a problem that we have that KGM and other people don't like it. I am with them. Mm. And I must be held accountable, notwithstanding that I was an ordinary member or not, because I was there as a member of the Board of Trustees to exercise fiduciary duties and make sure these things happen. So when Transnet wants to pull out, we're not fighting with them. We understand yeah. why. But they have an obligation, as has SAFA, to exit responsibly so that they don't disadvantage the beneficiaries. If the problem is the board, get the board out. If the problem is the management, get the management out. Don't disadvantage the kids. And this is the point that we're making. All right. I'm, going come Second, I'm, I'm going to come back to the point that he, he mentioned about the not winning, winning. trophies, okay. etc. Um, it's because I want to bring Dan Dance Malisela there. I, I know he's somebody who's been at the School of Excellence. So Dan, thanks so much for your time. Good evening. Came back to me, KGM. Uh, oh, he came back to you, KGM. Yes, look... Oh, okay. Sorry. KGM's gone. Let's deal with the second part uh, that he was dealing with. Look, I made a number of riders. One of the first things in South Africa and football, at least in development, is we are very averse to using data mm -hmm. and knowledge. Uh, Mistra has made this point that we don't, we don't want to use the many sports scientists that are there, even if they say things we don't listen. I was in the NEC. I know that we did not listen. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we do in terms of all the plans is we are not really clear. I mean, even today, we don't have a thing called the philosophy, right? 
Now, when we arrive at the school of excellence, we expect them to win everything. And I fight with the coaches. I say, but why are you not winning? It took some time for the coaches to actually say to me, these people come here, they only have talent. They have zero basics. In other countries, people start playing and being coached at the age of five, six. Mm. We start our boys at 13. We can try and fast track them. It's not going to work. They will not have the skills just to manage the ball and control it and then use their talent to outwit their counterparts. And I have said, so that it's clear, we have came to a conclusion that what we are doing at the School of Excellence ideally should be done at primary level so that we can then focus at the age of 13, 14 on teaching the boys about winning. Mm. But if you are going to teach the boys that don't have the technical standing about winning, you are going to teach them when you are under pressure, scope and donor, try and score, don't play as a team, don't think. And this is the problem that we have in South Africa. Because excellence cuts both ways. It cuts both ways in terms of the end product, which is your factory manufacturing of excellent football players at the end of the session there. But the excellence also means that if I walk into uh, the boardroom there and I see a trophy cabinet, I'm expecting to see trophies because that is part of the excellence of winning. Absolutely. Eventually, we, we tend to win, Rob, yeah. right? But we don't win all. I was saying to them, why are you not winning everything? We win quite a number of tournaments. Right? We just said a bar that says, try and win the Kemotsepe because it's big and it's the mm. last thing for the last team. But let me go back to this thing of winning and youth in well, South Africa. Okay, park that one. Dan Dance, good evening. Hi, Ralph. Yeah, well, welcome. Thanks so much for calling us. I know that uh, you also spent some time at the School of Excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big part. A big part? <clears throat> a, b- a very big part. Uh, look, Robert. <clears throat> There are a number of things that we are missing here. Mm. The one part is that um, development is not all about uh, coaching players to go to the PSL or to Europe or whatever. Development is all about what you look at as, as in football. Football says uh, there's winning, there's understanding of football, there's trophies to be won, there's this thing. So one of the other parts that people are missing is that uh, players have to know that there's winning. You know? So you need to win. You need to understand the the, the project of winning. You need to understand the project of uh, understanding that I play a match and we have to win, you know. So all of these things have to be done with football. But what is wrong with the School of Excellence is that identification is a big problem. You know, we have a we have a, a, a master. Where I learned <clears throat> coaching, you know, and, and, and understanding coaching and the essence of coaching and... and everything that has to do with football and and everything else <coughs> excuse me and how you understand the winning mentality you have to get it from somebody you know i i i i was taught by james mabena to understand football 
and to understand that these boys need to be taught to play football, not just play football, but play football to understand the mentality of winning. You get what I'm saying, Robert? Yeah. I'm following. So, yeah. So, you, 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 you cannot even begin to say, oh, we have produced a, a sort of a player and whatever. When I was at the school, um, I had, we had a number of players that were produced. Not one, not two, not three. A whole number of players that went to PSL clubs. But somewhere it got messed up. Because people got greedy. Mm-hmm. And they, they looked at their own interests and the interests of the players and the, the production of the players. Now I will tell you how, where, where the school was, got messed up. I mean, I spent about seven years at the school. And seven years that were saying to me, hey, I'm this coach and I'm, 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 I'm brought up and I'm brought up by these people. You know, these people helped me. You know, Robert, I was the first coach at the school to win certain trophies. You know, I won the, the Super Sport International Trophy. I won the, the MTN, uh, uh, what do you call it, MTN National Trophy. I went to the school's tournament and whatever. And I was seven years at the school, but never hired as, an, as a permanent employee. Seven years? I was, yeah, I was, earning, I was earning little money. What is little money? Little money was about 7,000 rand. A month? A month. But you were coaching and you were winning trophies? And I'm winning trophies. And I, I went to international tournaments. I took the boys to, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, 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 overseas and whatever. And, and nobody recognized that. I was promised a job of the under-17 coach. You know, when we came back from, from uh, um, what is this place we went to? I forgot the name. Anyway, but we went there. Um, to Ireland, you know, I was promised. I was promised a job. And who, who, who was in charge at that, that? Who was in charge at that stage? Just so that I, we get the detail. Steve was was in charge. Steve Pina, yeah, was in charge. Okay. And when I came back, as we were coming back, and we went to the finals, and then we lost in the finals. You know, I'm the first coach to have coached this team. Uh, to 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 be in the finals and all of that, you know, and and then losing the finals to 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 Germany. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what was happening was that when I came back, there was this thing that was promised to me to say, no, you're going to be the under seventeen coach, and all of that, and 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 you know, you 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 have done so well and all of that. But the problem with our country is that. We don't have identification. We don't really rea- realize our people. Okay, I think Mr. Chair wants to come in here quickly, sure. Dan. Hi, brother. How are you? 
I'm good and you. No, I'm fine. Look, I I I agree with Dan that when we came, we found out identification is a problem. Yeah. And we vastly improved on that because throughout the past at least six years, we've been going countrywide together with the Safa regions. We tell them that we are coming and we will go to each and every province, at least two regions every year, and ask them to bring the boys. They will be looked at. They'll be told that we are looking at you. They come in in September. Uh, they are assessed and they again and then the last sorry in December mm -hmm. and out of that you do the final selection. The problem might be whether the information goes out or not. So I agree with Braden when it comes to when it comes let me, to. Let me let me tell you something now. Mm -hmm. Now you are sitting there with gold. Oh, oh, Brajim, Brajim, Brajim as the most valuable asset that you can, the school can have. Because if I have learned from him, and I, 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 I can do things that I do now, you know, with football, it doesn't matter what I do. You know, it, whether I fail or I don't fail, or whatever criticize, whoever criticizes or doesn't criticize. But if you have Obrajimi, you've got a jewel in you. He may be beyond the ages of, of, of retirement or whatever, but you need those people, you know, sure. who will tell you who will tell you what football is all about. Look, brother. Who will tell you what who will tell you what what the, the youngsters or the young coaches need to do. Sure, and and so I agree with keep, you. Keep that man, and then and then and then let him help you. We 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 have made a point on James Mabena really very simply, and these are the people that explain to us how this thing works. Mm. We made a point that he 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 will retire when he wants. He does not have a retirement age because he's a jam. Mm. I've spoken to the Safa president about sure. him. I've spoken to the chairman of the PSL about his value. I value him. But one of the things that then alludes to is. Junior development coaches in South Africa suffer the same fate as primary school teachers. They don't get the respect, they don't get the rewards that they need to get. Mm. Part of it is therefore they end up not having a voice. What KGM was saying betrays exactly what South Africans should know about development. Mm. Development is not MDC. Mm. Development is at the primary school in Khanyesa where kids play every day. And there is a coach who is being rewarded to look after these players, understanding that he's developing them into something. That's one of the biggest problems. I wanted to speak about this thing about winning, Rob. Yeah. One of the things about this emphasis on young children winning mm. is the very essence that has created in South Africa a huge problem of HGT. Now, I may be speaking here and you were meant to read between the lines, but if any school can have a team of a particular age group for three years, you know that they are cheating in terms of age. Mm. And it's one of the issues that we have not addressed. And it is stunting the development. Again, Safa also, in terms of maybe that's what Braden alludes to and what uh, Prince on, was saying. Mm. Safa is not having enough eyes on where the talent is at mm. in order to be able to look properly. Because it, it's incorrect. In, from my perspective, no person should start playing at the national team of South Africa at the Bafana Bafana level. But it happens. No, Why age, were they age, not being seen? You see, age cheating has been a part of it. You know, I'll always say that then as Safa, what has Safa done to break it down? Because including some of the coaches that have been in charge of junior national teams, they've been complicit in making sure that documents 
go to home affairs, get doctored with names of players that changed and given a brother's name with the lesser age. All of those things we know about. Yes, and, and, and when you speak Robert. to the coaches yeah. about this. Okay, sorry, Mr. Fischer, just quickly come in here, uh, Dania. Robert. Yeah. Listen, the same man that I spoke about. Sure. Ubra He's got the records of almost the entire country of players. And there is, there is a lot of players that we found out that uh, were age cheating. The same man that I'm talking about. That man, you go to his office, it's messed up. But when you ask him about papers and whatever, say, hey, let's look at this boy, man. This boy looks like he's, he's, he's not the right age. But Jimmy will go mm. and into his messed up office, he will take up a document and say, hey, man, we found him wherever that we found him. And we'll find out his age. And we'll cancel this boy. And we'll tell him, look, stick to your age. Uh, Because you're a good player. Stick to your age because you're a good player. And stick to this and and stick to that. Or do that and we'll help this boy. Because these boys do not do this thing on on their own. Pretend I'm going to drop you. Thank you so much. Somebody do that. I'm going to need to drop you, Baba. We're out of time. But thank you for calling. Thanks for your contribution. And thanks for your story. And just quickly, how much did you want to get paid as opposed to the 7000 that they were paying you? Joy, it was a lot of money. What did you want? <laughs> I wanted about fifty. <laughs> about fifteen. About fifteen at that time. As an academy coach? Yes. Nice at that well. time. At that time, yeah, 15. Okay, thanks, Brad. Sure. Just wanted to put that on record. I, I can confirm we pay far much better than that now to the academy coaches. But, Rob, what... what, what Which the, is how much? I don't want to disclose, but... No, you're not disclosing the, individuals. The, the head coach gets over half a million a year, a year. which is decent money yeah. by any standards, right? So, let let me just say this to you, Rob. Final conclusions, yeah. Uh, we age cheating is a subject on its own. Oh. Quickly, when we were when we were still in SAF, I remember that we sponsored a resolution that said, let's have an amnesty. But at the time of the World Cup, there were too many things to look at. But we need to have an amnesty because mm. that's one of the things that is killing football massively. And also how youth football is incentivized. We should not be pay- giving youth teams money. They should be getting things, experience, go to Southampton, go to Deben, go away. Once we change those mm. things, and I've been having gradual conversations with the president of SAFA to say, we need to change the system. That's one of the most important things. In terms of Transnet, this is a jam. We don't think it should be closed. Mm. There's definitely a need to refocus it in terms of commercially. Mm. We have not been taking advantage of the value we create. Other people have been getting rich off our backs. Mm. So we need to look at that. We believe that Transnet will continue to help, but Transnet must not shoulder the, the, the thing alone. Other people should be able to shoulder the burden. But we have a proven track record in terms of players that are being produced. Maybe after your prelim investigation, other role players will want to come through. They won't want to come through now when there's still allegations of people stealing money. I want to thank you, Mr. Chair, for coming through. You're going to be back here next year, maybe around Feb, to tell us the results of that investigation. Thank you for having us, Rob. We would love if we could become a regular thing about football development development, also. Without a doubt. So that we can talk to the country. Thank you very much. Love that. Thank you so much, Bob.